One of the most common questions I get asked is about the risk of needle versus cannula. One of the most worrying ideas I see out in the wilds on social media is that you are safe if you are using a cannula. Especially when it comes to the rarest side effects, like blindness, there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And that's what I'll be discussing today in the Aesthetics Mastery Show. This paper, which I've discussed before, is by Murad Alam et al. And we'll put the reference in the link down below. Before I go any further, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. So in this study, they did a complication rate retrospective cohort study of dermatologists. 370 dermatologists reported data from 1.7 million mils of filler procedures. And that's basically a lot more than you would ever do in a career. So a lot of data for us to look at. The overall rate of vascular occlusion was 1VO per 6,410 mils of filler, but they've established some interesting data on the difference in frequency with cannula. Needles, not surprisingly, appear to be responsible for a much higher frequency of vascular events. The paper found a 77% reduction in frequency with cannulas. They found a chance of 1 in 6,410 with a needle and 1 in 40,882 with a cannula. In absolute terms, that means out of 1.7 million mils, there are 103 vascular occlusions with a needle and only nine with a cannula included in the study. This means we are six times more likely to cause a vascular occlusion with a needle than with a cannula, according to the study. So it's game over then, right? We should all put down our needles and only use a cannula. If only things could be made so simple like this. It's vital that we don't only think of the number of incidents of vascular occlusion, but also the severity of each event. Our goal, remember, is to minimize human injury, which mathematically means we are interested in both the frequency and the severity of the injury. And this is where the debate gets a bit more interesting. This paper acknowledged this and actually had a severity score included in the injuries. The problem, as always, is that the power of this study was too small. Despite 1.7 million mils worth of data, the total number of VOs to analyze with cannula was only 10, and these were made up of all areas of the face. Ideally, we would break this down by area, and then compare needle and cannula outcomes in different areas of the face. With a decent number of injuries from different instrument types to compare, we could really know for sure what was the right thing to do in each area of the face. Unfortunately, in this paper, there is insufficient data to give us a clear signal on this important question. When we lack data, which, let's be honest, is most of the time in medical aesthetics, we need to make decisions based on first principles. So what are the principles involved? In terms of frequency of vascular occlusion, the principle is the likelihood of entering a lumen and the number of injections per mil. The first disadvantage for needles in terms of frequency of vascular occlusion is because they are shorter, we tend to break the procedure up into more individual injections, each one with a chance of its own of causing a vascular occlusion. What is the first principle involved with the risk of getting a needle into a vessel though? The most important is the pressure on the instrument's tip. Several factors, including the gentleness of the injector, affect this, but by far the most important is the pressure applied to the wall of a vessel by the instrument. Pressure is the primary factor which affects the chance of penetrating through a vessel wall. Needles are basically designed to do exactly this. They are pressure multipliers because pressure is made up of force being applied over the area it's being applied to. And a needle will shrink that area down to a tiny fraction even of the smallest cannulas. 
The result is a much higher probability per procedure of entering a vessel, and it's no surprise to me to find they are responsible for the bulk of vascular occlusions. Unfortunately, I believe that cannulas, in almost every way that they decrease the frequency of occlusions, they actually increase the potential severity of occlusions. What's the first principal variable which most affects severity? It's the total volume being injected. Because cannulas are long, we keep them placed in the same hole while much higher volumes of products are used. It's rare to put a full mill of filler in with a needle, but much more common that we may do that with a cannula. So we are placing much higher volumes for each entry point with a cannula than with a needle. The bluntness of the cannula can actually make this problem of severity worse, because if your instrument was to be placed into a vessel, it's actually much less likely that it will pass out of that vessel for the same reasons as is likely, less likely that it will go into the vessel. Because once it's in the vessel lumen, it's going to be guided by the lumen, and as you're injecting, you keep adding more into the same place, causing a bigger and bigger injury. If you're injecting with a needle, it's much more likely you will pass through both one wall and then bow out the other side of the vessel and inject somewhere much safer. This situation of having a cannula make its way into a vessel parallel to the path where we want to inject a large volume of product is possible particularly where we are parallel with central vessels. So the facial artery when doing nasolabial folds seems like a potential risk, perhaps the submental when you're doing jawlines, but most of all the dorsal nasal arteries when doing non-surgical rhinoplasty. When you look at the data for the most severe occlusions causing blindness and stroke, cannula treatment with high volume procedures are clearly overpresented, and I believe it's for these reasons. In my mind, severity of vascular occlusion is of significantly more concern than the frequency. Obviously both variables matter, but if you gave me a choice between 50 superficial vascular occlusions and one affecting the eye, I would take the superficial vascular occlusions. I'm much more confident I could resolve a superficial vascular occlusion on someone's nose than an intraocular vascular occlusion. And of course, even if I couldn't, it's much less likely to cause a detrimental effect on the patient's life having a small scar versus an injury to the eye. It's for this reason that I've become increasingly uncomfortable with using a cannula in noses. They have all the risk factors lined up for a severe vascular occlusion. And indeed, the most serious vascular occlusions I've ever personally advised on were with cannulas in noses. So what can we do to reduce the risk with cannulas even further? I think sometimes we're drawn to digital things that we can measure. Is it either a cannula or a needle? But there are many analog factors that the injector can control which I believe will affect risk. Most obvious of all might be just being gentle. So when you're using a cannula, remember that force over area is pressure. If you apply less force, you're going to be putting less pressure on those vessels and you're far less likely to penetrate into the lumen of an artery. Find that path of least resistance instead of pushing through with force. Next, never insert a cannula into a bleeding hole and use your instrument to tamponade the bleeding. I've seen this often even on stage. Injectors quickly put the needle into the bleeding hole to try and stop it and then complete their procedure. In certain areas of the face, that's highly risky, I believe. That bleeding could be coming straight from an artery that you've literally placed your cannula straight into. Next, I would recommend is that you assess the mobility of your cannula. So before injecting, check that it moves easily. I've done this on a cadaver study where you basically place the cannula into a vessel and you can feel it's different. The fat gives way to the cannula and the cannula moves much more easily than if it's placed in a vessel. And if you routinely do this before you start injecting, it's one more test that may help you detect when your cannula has gone into the wrong place. 
You can also make sure that the cannula is in the right place by observing for a small raise before you start injecting. I like to sense that the filler is expanding outwards because I know if you're in a vessel, it travels down the lumen. You'll sometimes see this when you're injecting forehead botulinum toxin. As you inject, it almost disappears. You don't get that usual bleb that I usually see. And that sometimes is associated with a flash of white. So I've seen this a few times as I'm injecting, and it definitely responds differently than when you're in the right place. Now, it doesn't matter with botulinum toxin, but it can make a difference, a huge difference, if that's filler. So if you're injecting and you don't see the skin raise up where it should, stop injecting immediately and make sure that you're not in a vessel. I've also discovered that aspiration works with cannulas. I made an assumption many years ago that there would be no point to aspirate, and my colleague, Dr. Amy Clark, decided to test it, as any good clinician should, and she discovered in her coffee one day that it aspirates perfectly well with the products that we use. Not with all products, but with particularly the Vicross range of dermal fillers, we know that they work with most cannulas. And this is one more step. Now, it's not gonna be useful everywhere, but particularly if you're in a tight space and there's not a lot of ability to do your other tests, it may be one more thing that reduces the risk a little bit of being in a vessel. If you are injecting in a high-risk area, remember that decreasing severity is one of your goals, not just frequency. So I also recommend compressing any vessels which you know are leading towards the eye as you're injecting in a high-risk area. I have no idea whether this is actually going to work, but it makes sense to me. If you compress, for example, the supertrochlear notch as you're injecting near the nose, there is less room for a filler to make its way into the place where we least want it to go. And why not add the simple extra step? So what do you think? What do you do to reduce the risk of vascular occlusion in your clinics? And do you think about reducing the severity at the same time? I'd love it if you share your tips down below. Thanks for watching and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future videos.